and we're live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. In 2012, I adopted a whole food plant-based lifestyle and I have had fantastic health results as well as weight loss and I kept it off and I'm so pleased. And I really love to interview people who have adopted this lifestyle or have really cool stuff to share with us. And I'm really glad that you guys are here. And we are really pleased to announce our special guest today. And that is Evelise. She has a Bachelor of Science in Engineering and a Doctor of Pharmacy degree. She trained in culinary medicine and founded the Food Pharmacy, Pharmacia en la Cochina, where she provided guidance and support to those looking to adopt a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. Welcome, Evelise. Hi, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, yes. And you look wonderful in your chef coat and you've got lots of beautiful colors in your kitchen. I am just so happy that you're here. And to me, when I, I mean, you also have a lot of other accolades and accomplishments in your bio and I don't want to waste our time saying everything. So I'm going to put that in the comments because you have doing a lot of wonderful things and including non-for-profits and so forth. But it's such an incredible story because here you went to school to be a pharmacist, right? That's right. And now you're and now you're doing chemical things in the kitchen. So what happened? Now this is my pharmacy. So I traded in my uh, lab coat or my pharmacy coat for a chef coat, and I started to experience amazing things with my my patients, with my clients, and it's something that has. Uh, change my personal and professional life as well. So I have been whole food plant-based now for 19 years. And I, I started when I was a, a starting pharmacist. So I always say I'm like a recovering pharmacist at this point. Um, I still hold my license and I practice clinical pharmacy for a few years. But I really found my love uh, to be helping people to reach their health goals and to, to fight chronic diseases with food and lifestyle. And so that, that has been my journey. I, I, when I started out, I was looking for my tribe and I found uh, the Physician Committee for Responsible Medicine, as well as the T. Colin Campbell Foundation, uh, T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies. And so I've been very blessed to find my tribe and to finally be working amongst those people that understand um, the, the work that we do and that promote uh, food as medicine. Oh, wow. I mean, just so many wonderful things that you have your hands on doing things and helping the world. And I mean, that's what I'm about. You, you find out about this lifestyle and you're like, I need to get this word out. And what can I do to spread the word? Because there's just so many people out there that are suffering and they don't have the information. I mean, as a pharmacist, you probably ran across some people that had some health conditions that uh, that you were trained to help them with as far as with pharmaceuticals. How did that change over from seeing that to doing what you're doing? Yeah, nothing is as powerful as a healthy diet. It really is not. And so with medications, what we do, I mean, we're, we're happy that we have certain medications. If you have an accident, we're happy that we can treat you. And if you have, you know, a heart attack that we could, we could help you at surgery. Um, but, you know, for the most part, chronic diseases, they're being just 
manage, not really treat it because we're not reversing heart disease. We're not reversing diabetes with medication. We are just uh, managing, trying to control numbers, but the, the patients are not getting healthy. And that really changes when they embrace this lifestyle, the food. We, we really are what we eat and what we digest. And so when people start to adopt this lifestyle and they, they take away all of the animal products, they embrace a healthy, unprocessed, whole food plant-based diet, they start to see as you saw for yourself. You know, the weight starts to be shut off, um, the, the cholesterol goes down, um, the sugar, you know, the blood sugar levels go down. So it, it's, it's so impressive because you don't need to wait that long. The changes start to happen within days of you embracing this diet. So it really, really um, opens the eyes of many of the, to the power of food. For me, I was attracted to it, the lifestyle, because I saw that my parents and grandparents had things that I knew genetically I was inevitably going to get some kind of heart disease or hypertension or type 2 diabetes. It was all running in my family. And when I found out about this lifestyle, I just was so excited to try it. And definitely now, by now, I should be on those prescription medications as my parents and grandparents were. So I know that it works. And then to have the weight loss as a wonderful side effect. Wow, that's a big deal. And that's, that's something that I love about this lifestyle is the weight loss, because I was packing on the pounds, you know, as the decades were going by, and I was taking the skin off the chicken, putting my salad dressing on the side. I was doing everything that I thought was clean eating as far as what I, the information that I had. And then the only way that you could possibly think about losing weight would be like not to eat that much. I tried to make smaller portion sizes and it's just every year after year, I just kept gaining a little bit more, a little bit more weight. There are some people on here that are looking for weight loss solutions that don't, I've heard Dr. Furman said it, it's kind of like holding your breath and not breathing as many times per minute. If you're trying to limit the amount of food that you have, you just can't do that. And there's nothing wrong with you. Your biology tells you to eat so many calories just to function. Talk about the weight loss benefits for some of the people that are tuning in for that. Yeah. And you know, the thing is that we have a quick fix mentality. We want it to be, we want to lose the weight and we, sometimes we don't really care or understand the, the ways that we're using or the diets that we're using are actually making us sick and not really helping us um, long-term. Um, you know, we have that pill mentality. So a lot of these programs depend on failure because they know they're getting returning uh, customers and clients. With a whole food plant-based diet, you really get to the weight you're supposed to be. As long as you are eating um, whole foods and not processed and no oils and no sugar, refined sugars and all of that, then your, your, your metabolism starts to be what it should be and, and the weight as well. And so I, I tell my, my patients, you know, don't focus so much on the weight because that's going to naturally get to where it should be. Um, but focus on nutrition and the density of the nutrients that you're consuming. So the quality versus quantity, because there, when once you start to eat this way, your body will tell you it's enough. You know, you've had enough and we're eating tons of fiber. So that fiber is helping us stay satisfied. So as long as we're including those Four food groups that we know are super important, such as all the vegetables from different colors, including starchy and non-starchy vegetables. 
You want to eat all the, the different grains, whole grains, the legumes and the fruits, as well as a variety of uh, nuts and seeds, especially the high omega-3 fatty acid seeds, such as uh, chia, flaxseed, and uh, walnuts. You know, we're getting in tons of nutrients. And so that's going to help us to eat and crave the good foods. I always tell, when I, I tell people, oh, I sometimes, you know, if I'm out of the house and I'm, I'm traveling and, you know, maybe I'm not eating the same type of foods that I eat at home. I'm craving those huge salads that we make at home. So your body actually craves those foods. And so the, I think that's the key. Yeah, I agree. And somehow people think that they should take off 10 pounds a week. But when they were gaining the weight, they weren't putting on 10 pounds a week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so why did they think it's supposed to come off that fast? <laughs> yes. And you know, it's it's not healthy weight loss either. And so it depends on how, how much weight you have to lose. So certainly if you're obese or um, uh, you have a lot of weight to lose, you're going to lose more, especially in the beginning. A lot of that is water and um, but then really a healthy weight loss is about two to three pounds a week, um, you know, depending on how much weight and, and that, you know, should continue as long as we're also including healthy, uh, lifestyle practices because exercise, adequate sleep and controlling stress are also key. If we're, if we're eating, you know, a whole food bump is diet, but we're lacking in all those other areas, then that's also where our health is going to be compromised as well. Yeah, you're right. I'm hearing so much more about sleep nowadays where it almost seems like sleep is king and eating style is queen because <laughs> it's so necessary. And I heard somebody talk about sleep where they said it's one of the things that we're always apologizing for. Like somebody right. calls you when you're in the middle of sleeping. Did I wake you up? Oh, no, 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 no. You didn't <laughs> like you're sorry that you were sleeping when you should say, yeah, I was sleeping and I was doing good for myself and you should too. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and you know, I think in our um, modern society and we, we have so many distractions and we're always connected and the technology, you know, it, it takes away from the quality of our interactions, the quality of our sleep. So teaching our younger generations good habits, I mean, that's very important. I have four kids and that's always been a challenge. Um, I grew up staying up late and being a night owl. So for us to try to reverse that, it's been a process. I have to say. Like you said, with all the different things to distract people with, you know, the internet and the cell phones and the games and things with the kids and the adults too. There's a lot to do. So we talked about that this is great for weight loss. And I just one of the things that I like about it, I mean, you can't go crazy, but you really can eat enough food that you actually feel full and you don't feel hungry in between meals. And if you do feel like a little hungry, then have a potato or something. It's okay to have a snack as long as it's not calorie dense, like a nut, right? Exactly. Yes. And also recognizing, is it hunger or is it boredom? Uh, is it just a matter of habit? Because I'm used to eating a snack, you know, after dinner at seven, my ice cream is calling me. So I think a lot of these things we really need to be in tune. And when we start to get to gain new habits, I'm a big fan of um, intermittent fasting. So, you know, during the week, we try to uh, not eat at night, you know, after dark. And so, you know, give the digestive system a break. 
I think that's important. And I used to be one that I, um, I would eat, even if it was healthy food, I would eat really late at night. We, we would do stuff and uh, end up eating too late. So after you accustom yourself to changing those things, your body really, uh, it's very smart. And it, it starts to get used to them. Just, just like your taste buds adjust to new foods, your digestive system also does. And you, when you eat, I get a lot of people saying, oh, I'm eating so much and I'm, and I'm losing weight. I can't believe it. You know, or others that I can't eat all that salad because it's so big. It's so much. So there are misconceptions. People think that, um, you know, a vegan diet or a whole food plant-based diet, it's going to be boring and they're not going to feel satisfied. But if you're bored and you're not satisfied, um, there's something wrong. We need to figure out what's going on because this is the best it's so it's actually more inclusive because you're eating such such a variety of different foods. I agree. I think that what you're touching upon is that if you're not successful with this lifestyle, it's not because you can't be. It's because you don't have all the knowledge that you need. Exactly. And sometimes you need somebody like you, right? Because you do coaching and somebody to say, hey, you know, I'm doing this and I'm still hungry between meals or I haven't lost any weight and it's been a month. And like, what kind of questions would you ask or talk to somebody about if they had those kinds of questions? Yeah. So, you know, for the, the majority of those cases have to do with not eating an, enough calories or eating just um, non-starchy vegetables, for instance, they'll eat a salad, but they won't add potatoes or sweet potatoes or pumpkin um, or beans. They're missing. They're lacking on a certain food group. And, you know, we really need to include a variety. We know that our microbiome really depends on variety. So, and uh, now we're getting the, the science behind it and, and, and studies are showing us that we need to eat at least 30 different plants every week. And so if we're stuck eating the same stuff over and over again, then we're not feeding those bacteria, good bacteria for those other foods. So not that you have to go crazy and sit there and measure everything, but it's important to be aware, you know, am I, is my plate colorful? Am I including um, you know, the kinds of foods that I should be. So there are tons of tools out there. I love Dr. Greger's, um, uh, the, the app, the, dozen. Oh, yeah. the, the daily dozen, and you can mark, you know, the foods as you're eating, so for, especially for people that are starting out and they might forget, Oh, did I eat berries today? Or did I eat uh, my beans? And so those are tools that we should be aware of and use whenever possible, but also it becomes so intuitive and, and such an easy thing as time progresses. But when you're starting out, definitely support and all of these tools and resources are definitely key. I agree. I actually, when I started out, I felt like I would need some support. And it was back in 2012, there wasn't as much information and support on the internet like there is now. And I started a local pod. Well, it wasn't a pod in 2012, but I made it a pod when pods <laughs> started. It was a meetup group and it was just the people that could meet and be together. There is something called a pod network and people can go and, and we can put a link to that in the show notes, but there's a way that you can find a group in your area and they could be meeting virtually and maybe soon they'll be meeting again in person and you can get that kind of support and also having people like at least that have the knowledge and i agree with you at first it's a new way of eating and you're not really familiar with it and so it can be a little bit confusing and maybe you don't remember everything but when I get my groceries, I'm say, okay, I got to have this and this. And, and it just seems so normal. And when I see other people's grocery carts with you know, junk food or whatever it is, 
And it just, to me, because I've been doing it so long, and I never thought it was going to be that way, that I could look at those shopping carts, and they may as well have foreign objects in the cart. To me, I just can't imagine that I ever ate that way, <laughs> because this is so satisfying. And I feel like it turns back the clock, it gives you energy, and it's not a cure-all for everything, but it, Definitely, there are so many kinds of lifestyle health issues that it could really help with. And maybe we can start with talking about maybe diabetes, because that's a very big thing that's affecting not just older people now, the type 2 diabetes. Yes, the children as well. And, you know, it's, it's um, interesting that you mentioned uh, your experience at the grocery store. I remember when I first started doing this, I felt really lost. Uh, when I would go, I didn't have a plan. I would go to the grocery store and just buy whatever I thought looked nice or was on sale. Or, you know, I was just filling my cart with stuff, uh, lots of boxes and processed things. And even when I started a vegan diet, I really had no idea like what was good or not. So it was like trial and error. So having that support, I started reaching out and, and finding friends in my community back then I also had small children, so trying to find friends for them that they could relate to, I felt really, really isolated. And I think sometimes uh, people give up on, on changing their, their diet because of that reason. And so uh, take advantage of the pods, as Amy said, as other local meetups and groups and our online communities um, that are growing. Um, the, the T. Colleen Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies has a wonderful uh, group on Facebook where they post recipes and uh, links to resources. So you're always learning and, and um, just exchanging ideas with others, which helps you keep, keep yourself motivated. Um, diabetes is, is a, a chronic condition, you know, that it's, it's devastating. A lot of people end up, we have family members that have lost limbs that are on dialysis. Um, we have lost family members to, to diabetes. So it's, it's, it's definitely not something to overlook. And it can be reversed with a whole food plant-based diet. Obviously, if you go back to eating the way that you were eating, then the diabetes comes back. So you have to follow that, that same road. But the problem with diabetes, a lot of people think diabetes is caused by too much sugar but it actually is called by uh, too much fat in our diet, especially animal fat, oils. And so, you know, we are the cells in our, in, in our muscles and the cells, um, you know, within our, our liver, our, our, um, that fat is, is taking the place um, of those, those spaces where the insulin will open the gate and, and uh, allow the insulin to go in and let the glucose, uh, allow the uh, insulin to open the gate and let the glucose in so that you, when you eat a, a high um, glucose meal or sugary uh, food, then your uh, blood sugar is not going to be high. So with time, uh, with our diet and lifestyle, then that's, and if you have the right genetics, right? So we start with the genes. Genes are not the only uh, factor in diabetes, but you do have the predisposition. Um, and so after some time, and it depends on every, every case is different, but with a diet, if you start to remove those uh, high fat foods and animal products, then you clear those locks, as Dr. Bernard says, and you're able to get the key in and allow the glucose to enter the cell. 
and be stored for energy later on. So um, it's important that we understand those differences and that we also know that um, you know it's it's a high risk. Once you get diabetes, you're at high risk for other chronic diseases. So it's it's a you know part of the metabolic syndrome. So we have to take that into account. We're we're also being uh, bombarded with so many um, advertisements for medications and treatments that really should be reserved for the extreme cases where you know the diet. Which I have I have to tell you after doing this for so long and seeing patients, you know, get off of all of these medications, um, it's, it's very rare that the diet and the lifestyle doesn't work. So that should be first line of therapy. I agree. I think that there is a lot of misconception about the sugar and people are so afraid of starch. They're so afraid of the very foods that will keep them full and keep them, especially if they are at risk for prediabetes or diabetes and they have that feeling that they're going to crash because they need something. These are the foods, especially beans, right? That really help stabilize the blood sugar. Right? Yes. And so uh, we have different types. There's different types of fiber in our food and each of them has a different uh, purpose. Um, and so it's important to eat a variety of foods so that we can get all of those different types of fiber. You talked about diabetes. So another uh, big problem for people would be hypertension, high blood pressure. So can you talk about that? Yeah, so heart disease is the number one killer and um, that's also linked to diet and lifestyle. And we're eating all the wrong foods. Even people that feel that they eat pretty healthy and that they're fit, they're exercising. If you already have, again, just like diabetes, the genetic code for heart disease, then um, just by eating some animal products and oils, that can really turn those genes on and, and you start to, to get into problems. So, you know, I've had clients that as soon as they, you know, they were eating a lot of plants, but they were still eating cheese, they were still eating, um, you know, fish or some oils. And as, as soon as they uh, took that out of their diet, their cholesterol numbers started to drop, their blood pressure started to drop and, and they felt, um, you know, much better. So there, there's, uh, there are, there's clinical and scientific evidence um, that a whole food plant-based diet can actually help you reverse heart disease as well. Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn uh, wrote a great book on that topic, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, that I strongly uh, recommend to anybody that as a family member or yourself, it's, it's a wonderful And that is a great book and he had a lot of great information. And especially now with viruses going around and a year from now, two years from now, there could be another virus going around. It's not like in our lifetimes may see something else. And so it's a really good time to be thinking about changing our lifestyle, changing our health. Yes, boosting our immunity. And, um, you know, obviously that's not going to bring down your risk to zero, but it's gonna strengthen your immune system so that your body's able to uh, fight a bacteria virus, bacterial inf infections, viral infections, and um, you know keep your your T cells, keep your whole immunity strong. I mean, it's it's something that uh, our immune system is also what helps us prevent cancer. Um, so it, it's it's very important, not just now, but especially now, <laughs> as you mentioned. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of people think, oh, you know, diabetes, heart disease and things. These are just going to be things that could happen to me, but they won't happen until I'm much older. So I don't really have to worry about it right now. But cancer, I mean, that's just something that it just kind of sneaks up on people and out of nowhere it happens. I don't think there's anybody that hasn't been touched by it by a friend or a relative to have that kind of diagnosis. And we are taught to think that there's really nothing oh it's just like a roulette wheel it might happen to us and there's really nothing that we can do to prevent it yeah and and it's a very complex disease and every type of cancer has its own um different set of of um caveats that you have to really take into consideration but for the most part we we do know that animal protein casein for example, Dr. T. Colin Campbell studied um, this early on in, um, in his career with um, when he wrote the China study, and they found that uh, cancer is turned on by animal protein. So you can turn it on and turn it off. Um, so that's, that's very profound. And, and um, I have family members that have been diagnosed with cancer. I have seen cases of people that have decided, you know, to really take this as um, their first course of therapy, and they have done amazing things. Uh, they have been able to uh, avoid um, very painful uh, procedures and, and medications. Not that it works all the time. Sometimes um, conventional therapies are needed, so it's important to understand that. Um, but even if you decide to go with a conventional treatment, um, changing your diet and lifestyle will only help you. It won't make it worse. It actually will help you be able to endure those therapies and to uh, prevent it from spreading or, or progressing. Um, so that's it's it's very important to think about that. And you know, with with cancer, we think of it as sneaking up on us, but we actually just like with diabetes and, and heart disease, we work at it for years before we actually get diagnosed. So these things are not happening overnight. And so even if we feel like we're young and we're healthy, um, you know, what's happening inside of us, we don't know. It, it's a very complex biochemical process in our body and a lot of reactions going on. So um, we really need to invest in our health and uh, every bite, every bite we eat, it's either uh, investment on our health or at the expense of our health. So we, we really need to think about that. I'm glad you said that. And wouldn't it be nice if every bite that we ate was delicious yeah. and, and good for us at the same time? Is that real? Is it, it real? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we find out, Evelise? Why don't you show us how every bite we take can not only look beautiful, taste delicious, but be healthy for us and help us to help prevent diseases and reverse some of them too. Yes, and I'm a foodie. So food has to taste good and look good. Um, so all of, it has to check all those boxes. So I spent a lot of time um, just working in my pharmacy, which is my kitchen, and figuring out, you know, different combinations of spices and herbs. And I always tell people, don't go for very complicated recipes, especially if you're starting out.
go with the basics. It could be, it doesn't even have to be a recipe. It could be a sweet potato with steamed vegetables and, you know, and, and some salsa or a plant-based cheese sauce that you make out of potatoes and, and, um, and carrots. So there's the, the possibilities are endless, but start with what's familiar. If you love chili and you're used to eating the chili with ground meat, then make a bean chili, add some lots of vegetables and um, spice it up with lots of different spices and herbs. And so it can be very, very simple. I, when I made that mistake early on in my journey. I actually bought these books that have beautiful pictures, but the recipes were so complex and difficult and half of them didn't work out and didn't look like those pictures. So I learned very quickly that that's important to stick to that. Greenings, this is Amy. Edelise made butternut squash tostados with Mexicrama cream sauce. The link for this recipe demo and the recipe is in the show notes. Now let's hear the rest of the interview. Oh, how beautiful. Look at that. See, guys, you can eat all this delicious food. And, and if that doesn't fill you up, I don't know what would. And you're not deprived. And you're getting all these healthy ingredients. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes, you can eat these. Usually we would serve these with some quinoa or maybe a little bit of Mexican rice. Um, but these these are very filling uh, on their own. So that will be dinner. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. Everybody's so lucky. I'm going to have to try that at my house because I just love cooking. And I love how most of the ingredients there, I mean, other if somebody never heard of nutritional yeast, that would be easy to find it. But everything else is familiar. It's not like some weird thing that you never heard of. It's just what nature made. I th thank you so much for doing that. That is so great. Rachel Buckley says, those look tasty. I know, right? Let's just go over and have some dinner there. I'm really glad that you're here. To Jeanette C. Oh, she says, when I eat beans, I get lots of gas. What can I do? Um, well, first of all, if you're not used to eating large quantities of beans, start with smaller quantities and let your, so your gut my, uh, microbiome gets used to eating beans. Um, and then also make sure that you are chewing properly. A lot of times we take in a lot of gas when we're, or air, I should say, when we're chewing. So we're talking and eating. So try to not <laughs> do that. And um, if you, I also add bay leaves when I cook my beans to help with the digestion of the beans. So that may help. Brenda Clement says, I'm going to make those right away. Yum. Yeah. I know we're going to have the recipe in the comments section for you, as well as links to everything that Evelise does. So don't worry about that. Carlos G, what do you do if the onions stick to the frying pan? You Why would that happen? Yeah, a little bit of vegetable broth or water, some a little bit of liquid, that's all you need. And just make sure you don't cook on high heat. So as long as you're doing medium heat, it, you shouldn't have any problems. Yeah, I think that that's sometimes what people run across is that high heat, but then just add a little bit, like you said, a little bit of vegetable broth in there and it'll loosen right up. Alan W., will any tofu work or does it have to be silken? Yes, um, silken is my favorite for sauces and in creams and dressings, but I've had the situation where I've run out and I use the other tofu, the extra firm, and that's fine. You might have to add a little bit of water or process, you know, make sure you process it well so it's not grainy. 
Um, but if you have a high power blender, such as a, a Vitamix, you shouldn't have any issues. Because sometimes you go to the store and they're out of this kind of tofu yes. or that kind of tofu. Yes. And you say, oh no. And you're so worried that you have to go. These recipes are so forgiving that if you have to substitute one thing for another, most of the time it works out just it, fine. I don't have any specific brand. I just make sure that you keep yours uh, sharpened because if not, they can be really dangerous. But I have a few different sizes, no specific brand, to be honest with you. Keep them sharp. Keep that's them sharp. I agree. Right. <laughs> Take good care of your knives, yeah, too. Keep them too. clean and dry, and they should always last you for a long time. Yes. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about you or what you do that we didn't talk about? We're going to have it all in the show notes, but if you wanted to talk about no, I that. Think we covered everything. I invite you to explore the links and the resources and I'm here for you if you guys need any help and support. I'm happy to connect. I really wanted to thank you for being here, Evelise. Our next guest, which is coming up, and that's going to be Margaret Germain. She lost over 100 pounds and kept it off, and she went from a cane to a hiking stick, and that's going to be Wednesday, the 31st of March, right here, 6 p.m. Eastern. I hope that you can join us. I and I wanted to thank thank Yeah, isn't that great? All on this. So she's going to tell us all about that. And I wanted to thank Jessica from Just Tasse Voice. She helped a lot. And I also want to thank the audience. Thank you for being here. Because if you're not here, Evelise wouldn't come. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd just have to go to her kitchen. Until we see you guys again, be strong, be well, and be green. green. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. Thank you.